Good morning and welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon here with Lou Blasey. And I'm in a mood this morning. Why do you say it like that? Well, because I was, I was, I'm in a mood this morning, as you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like and, how our moods match. <laughs> and then, and then I went to take a sip of my coffee out of my beautiful Yeti. Did you see this Yeti? It's nice. I got this, I, I got this for a Christmas present from not Secret Santa, but I do a secret serval swap. So servals are big cats, you yeah, know, the yeah. serval. They're the ones yeah. with the ears, right? Yes. Yeah. And so we call it the secret serval swap at Big Cat Rescue. And my secret serval gave me this for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. So I do not have my um, Dunkin' Donuts coffee of choice today. Today is toasted mocha marshmallow almond. Okay, then. What it is. It's from yep. Green Mountain Coffee. <laughs> But anyway, but I um, need a Yeti cup like that. I, my Yeti coffee. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm relapsing on my blood pressure. You're relapsing on what? On my blood pressure, my blood pressure regime. Oh. Because I decided I used to drink a lot of tea. Yes. And I had this tea that had licorice root in it, which is bad for your blood pressure. Yeah, I was like, first of all, licorice root is bad for you, but also, ugh. It's bad for you in general. Uh, it's got some issues. Yeah. See, I stopped. I stopped drinking it, and I discovered I don't like tea. Because I couldn't find any other tea that I actually liked. I so I I inadvertently probably spoke that too fast, so that people that are listening are going to go, "Oh my God, it's bad for you." Well, okay. So, licorice root is it in general like bad for you on a limited basis, but it can have some, it can have some ill effects on the processing, metabolizing parts of your body, like the liver and kidneys occasionally. So, hmm. you know, you just have to be careful of it, especially if you have certain conditions, which that's not what the show is about today. So yep. that can be a different show. But okay. I just, you know, I heard it and I was like, ooh, licorice root. Yeah. I'm glad I don't like licorice <laughs> or anisette. <laughs> but now I don't like, I can't find a tea I like. Mm. I get a very good ginger tea. Ginger? Mm -hmm. I'll try it. I'll, I'll get you a a ding a dingy of it a dingy <laughs> oh you know so i've got i've got a tea today with a little licorice root in it but it's a second to last ingredient so oh well there you go i do not have tea so anyway mm -hmm. good morning good morning uh it's a day good morning joe joe just jumped on in so today we have two topics okay do you know what they are? How would I know what they are? Just love this. Do <laughs> you like this mood this morning? Yeah. This is. This I is could the suggest one, but I don't think I should. Teenagers put it on eleven o'clock at night. What? I should. I could suggest one, but I don't think I should put it on the air. <laughs> <sighs> so, so I was just talking to the. So I just said this is the byproduct mood of talking to teenagers until 11 30 12 o'clock at night oh, and yeah. them agitating me yeah because they're teenagers yeah and um yep and then i was just on the phone with one right before i came in <laughs> another adjutant as we talk about not that teenagers are adjutants in general but you know at times they have these things about them that make you yeah, yeah. so anyway so teenagers in my life were making me a little cuckoo last night yeah, and then there are adults who act like teenagers and what? And then there are adults who act like teenagers. Yes. Which is a huge adjutant. Well, they get, so the adults don't get a pass, the teenagers do, but then it sits and lingers because you have to do all this maneuvering of conversation that you have to do with teenagers with adults you don't have to do. <laughs> so, yeah, 
hence my mood. So anyway, so we have two topics today and we'll jump right on in because it's having to do with micro goaling and talking about what we've been talking about for the, because, oh, it's the 19th. Today's the 19th, right? And the 19th means that pretty much everyone's almost done with their New Year's resolution. (laughs) And according to Fox News reported at the beginning of the week, Omicron is leaving today. Did you hear that? No. Oh, that's so it was a giggle point for me on Monday. I don't know. I was I was at the gym, you know, doing my thing, watching the 17 TVs, and yep. I just happened to flip through and I stopped because I saw this little ticker come across. And not only for the 19th, just because it's, you know, the the day in my mind of like the halfway point where people start keeling off of their yeah. <laughs> resolutions. It just happened to be that they repeatedly said, and I quote, Omicron is leaving on the 19th. The person that was on who now i don't even remember who it was and i was like huh and then of course i had a whole narrative in my head going about things about why that would be said and that's just ridiculous and so when i just said 19 i'm like oh yeah and it's the day that you know omicron's gone it's going to apparently go to florida so so i take it well it's not gone that's yeah <laughs> well i didn't say it was gone but yeah. i'm laughing because you know obviously did you listen to knowing, the argument no one can have a date when it leaves well, i understand but did you listen to his point to see what the basis for the point was um i didn't yeah i just found it amusing and he repeated it multiple times with he didn't move on in the storytelling of why he thought that he got stuck on just going back and forth with the date and i turned the channel but that's why i'm not going into it because i have no basis other thing for other than what he said but i just found it humorous i mean it could peak yeah i don't know i don't know if that was really his point because that's not what he actually said he wasn't talking like that would have piqued my interest for me to stay on like when i watched other channels varieties talking about like oh you know what people's theories are in general but this was really specific so, so omnicron get a google reminder today that it's gotta leave uh, well maybe google will put it up that you know today's the goodbye date i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> okay so for all of you out there damn i just missed it by a few COVID, days viruses don't just pick a date and leave yeah just like you know moose and and Cattle and bison don't find where it says moose crossing and cross there. They can do it wherever, just in case people were not knowing that. There are people who don't know that. <laughs> well, you've heard that radio show that that woman called in and she was very upset about, I think it was up in Alaska. I don't know. You'd have to do a Google search on it. Yeah. But it was years ago. But she was very upset about the fact that the moose or the deer, whatever it was, were not crossing at the sign. Oh. You know, now I've heard other questions like, you know, why would you have the moose crossing there? It seems like a dangerous place. Why don't you put the moose crossing down the road? Right. And there we go. <laughs> yeah. And hence, hence part of my mood this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers and uh, Omnicron leaving. You yes. should be happy. Omnicron's oh, leaving. God. Um, so anyway, so keeping in the theme of our micro goaling so that we can move along. Um, how is your micro goaling going? Going. It's going very well, actually. Oh, good. Excellent. I love hearing that. So I have, I've had some really good success with people like yourself mm-hmm. and I know you and I've checked in about your, you're moving like beautifully right along this month because you set yourself up. Right. So well, I started doing the water thing and then I started back do it just now. This is just doing a diary of the food. I okay. mean, I'm not doing anything else differently, but okay. that awareness, a specific awareness of what's going on helps you make decisions about what you're eating and what you're putting, you know, Right. What you're doing for calorie intake. Well, because it makes you more aware of what's in it, why you're eating it. Do you really want it? How high is salt content? How high? I mean, we've talked about making sure you're looking at salt and sugars and all those things. Because it changes how your body and your mind feel. 
but right. I didn't change anything else. Just, just added the awareness of what right. I'm taking in and, yep. and I'm fairly competitive. So it's like, I want, I want the biggest, I want to stay below the goal. You right. Know? So you, well, you want the biggest bang for the buck of your, of yeah. your awareness. Right. So, right. The, and so I love that you just said that you said, all you made was a change in your awareness. Yep. So you didn't do these, you didn't get on the internet and look for like some weight loss plan and, and nope. some powder to add to your drink and add this. And it's just being mindful of what is your food, what you're eating, when you're eating it, probably imagine, and then just yep. paying attention to how, it, I would imagine paying attention to how it makes you feel. Yeah, I have been, because there's a couple of questions that I've wanted to answer. Okay. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the gurgling stomach and I've been yes. trying to move around to try to find out if there's any that it's related to a specific to food specific foods. Yeah. good yay i haven't nailed it down yet but well yeah well, well we'll talk yeah so 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 the micro goaling i'm glad to hear that that's going well for you so i i was going to add one in for you today that i'm asking everyone to do mm -hmm. but the so the micro goaling that i wanted people to do today is in two parts which is why i said two topics today is one of the topics that people do for resolutions is, is weight loss and then the other one often is like money goal of some right. sort. So I thought we'd break it into how budgeting money or budgeting your finances also budgets your mental health. Mm -hmm. Yay, I love that. And then also adding in really specific things, two of them, that you can do to your micro goals for your, your physical health. And the two of them are, which we'll start with, is planking oh. and push-ups. I hate planking. The two Ps. <laughs> yeah. You like that? I hate planking. Oh, here we go. <laughs> there we go. Well, I was starting to get into my better space mood, and now yep. you go, Sorry. I hate planking. Well, who likes planking? I do. Do you? You like it? I love planking. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know why you hate it? Uh, because it's very obvious of my lack of skill at it. <laughs> right. But you, yeah. so when people first start out, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Because it's actually one of, I think, probably one of the best pure core exercises when people talk about core they think sit-ups and crunches and yeah. all that kind of old school stuff but really i mean you can do all that but there's better ways to get at your core and your core is sort of think deep inside of you and it's not just your abs that you see on the outside it's the lower abdomen the parts that you see if you have too much weight it might be behind you know the the extra stuff yep. but it's way down deep in there to get at stabilizing your hips your back your lower back and in your midsection so you have good balance good gait um it stabilizes you with your spinal cord and your neurotransmitters to have good mental health actually um mm -hmm. and so when you're when you're first starting out with planking much of the time because people spend so much time especially as adults sitting that their core is pretty weak because think from your midsection down to your butt sitting it's kind of flumpy right flumpy schlumpy and so if you're not sitting up straight or if you're not practicing like pulling in your stomach which is a core exercise while you're sitting which now you're doing because i imagine that i said that so you're trying to practice <laughs> it but if you're not doing a pure core workout of some sort even for a couple minutes a day you're probably going to be like like that loosey goosey space and people get the lower back injuries, the sciatic nerve injuries. Yeah. It's where the IT band can start, you know, and wrap from and then give you, um, you know, those shooting pains down yep. your sides of your legs into your knees and sometimes down into your ankles. And people think, Oh, it's because of my knee. But usually those kinds of things start from a core problem. And the core problem is right in that midsection of your lower back. And the thing that gets to it is push-ups and 
and, and planking. And so planking is hard because when you first start out and you haven't been doing it, you're loosey goosey and you're sloppy. It's hard to keep your body weight up because you're also heavier typically when you start it. And it's hard to get into that position without like a pyramid, butt. yep. <laughs> um, or, you know, or the, or the saggy, the saggy donkey, the saggy donkey. Saggy did, you donkey. Hear, did you hear that <laughs> yeah. with my, with my British accent? Yes. Um, so, and that's, you know, when people like try to get flat, they're, mid back goes yeah and squishy so to compensate they go up into the pyramid yeah <laughs> so um the planking position can be done in different parts if you're not good at it and haven't started out at it right so the planking position you can go on any good youtube video you can go on any good site and find people that will show you how to do it so i don't have to explain it here because it's really about what are the mental health aspects of good planking well that sounds weird. It's like, well, what does planking have to do with good mental health? Well, it's actually really good for your mental health because what I was just saying, and I'll add into it is when you do the planking, it gives your core. It's like, you know, when you feel really on in a day, like you feel solid as a rock and grounded, mm -hmm. like emotionally, when you're doing planking, it actually builds that core to generate neurotransmission in your body to send the signals back and forth to actually have that feeling happen. <laughs> so the stronger that gets, the more, you know, it's the more tall you feel. You put on your big guy shoes, your big girl shoes, and it's kind of, you're much more present because you feel much more present because you have something that you're, you're uplifted from in your center. So it elongates you. It gives you better mental strength. It gives you better strength in general. So you feel, feel overall better. Now, when you add in push-ups, um, the push-up isn't the plank, although there's a planking position. And if you're and if you're doing a modified push-up, which many people do, which is you know the knees or partial knees and and feet, like if you're not good at push-ups yet, right? Um, that also so that's for that's your arms, different sections of your arm muscles, your back muscles, your chest, your you know your core, and your in your butt, your gluteus. So all of that is the same thing. You're actually doing an exercise that is strengthening your mental prowess for the day. One of the best things about high cam, one of the best things about, Oh, one of the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cameron. Um, see, he's going to make my eye twitch now. A little one, late. Of the <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one of the best things about planking and pushups. Yep. It's like the, it's the micro goaling of taking a minute to go up and down the stairs twice. You can plank and push up all day long in different intervals. You can drop and do five push ups all of a sudden somewhere. You can do 30 seconds of planking in between a phone call. If you can do that a couple times a day, you'll eventually build up. So you can do a minute of planking, two minutes of planking, three minutes of planking. Oh, huge, huge, because that's such an overall body shaper and mind shaper. And then, you know, you start out with, I'm going to do five push-ups today. I'm going to do two push-ups today. There's nothing more accomplishing for your mental health than a simple thing that you can do right next to your chair that you're sitting in is getting there and doing two push-ups today. And by Friday, maybe having the ability to do five. Yeah. And then by Monday or Tuesday, doing six or seven. And then by two weeks or three weeks from now, you're able to do 20. So what you do is you don't have to get down and say, I have to do 20 push-ups days. It's I'm going to start with, I'm going to do a push-up. Simple, yep. simple. People get caught up with the big overall picture of got to do it all. Got to do it all. And it's like, Nope. You just have to be aware that I just need to do one or I need to do 30 seconds or I need to do 10 seconds. 
and what a difference it makes because it shifts your mindset, um, shifts your neurotransmitters and in, in your ability and keeps you forward moving. Now, if you're already doing some of that, so I know I have multiple listeners that are already way into that and they do that anyway, is adding you can add in little tricks to those things. You know, if you're a planker, then you can do like hip tilts so back and forth. You can do hip rock and rolls. You can do all kinds of, you can do plank to wall stand, which is you walk your feet up the wall, oh, yeah. handstand and come back down, back to plank. There's all kinds of really fun things, which I'm sure you would say they're not fun, but there's all kinds of fun <laughs> things. Like Once fun. you feel yeah. like, Oh, this isn't awful. I can do this that you can add in, but this is so super simple to help your micro goaling. Um, and just start with a, a plank. Now, I have some clients that have to do modified plank. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, modified plank is, there's two ways to do a regular plank. You can do it on your elbows mm -hmm. or on your hands in a nice flat board position. For some people, they can't do it for a variety of reasons and or they're not able to. Is either time. preferable? Elbow, elbows and hands is either preferable? Um, it well depends on your level of skill, depends on your comfortability, depends on if it hurts your arms or shoulders, your wrists. But your your better one overall for they're both good but your better one overall would be if you're doing it on your elbows because you're closer to the floor yeah. and you have to hold and maintain it in a different way okay, using your hands a little bit different um and it's you know and then you can do the walking one where you go down your elbows up to your hands down to your elbows up to your hands but we haven't put any movement in this yet we're just trying <laughs> right. to get a plank right yeah. but the modification so that you have good good thoughts and good positive vibes about it is that the modification is you can do it on, you can start on your knees and you can put your hands down on the floor and, and, or your elbows down the floor and just hold that position without being up on your, on your feet together in the, you know, in a full plank pose. So you're just starting out small. Don't overwhelm yourself with, I can't do a plank. Start small. I also have clients that have um, prosthetics and they don't have the ability either with one leg or, or a foot or, I mean, or an arm or a hand. So if that's the case, there's modifications for that. Like you can put yourself in a, what we call a downward facing dog. You can put your, you know, that is the pyramid, butt with one yep. arm, you hold yourself up or you can go down onto your knees in like into a kitty pose and just use one arm to hold yourself up and then put one leg out behind you. All those things for everybody that knows YouTube, you can go look up all those things for modification. The whole point is to put in something that has to do with a, a 10 second core piece that you can do 10 times a day. Like how many times can you get that pose in for 10 seconds a day? You know, play the game with yourself so, to see it. So it's fun yep. and it adds it in because what a fantastic way to build um, your mental health while building something that is secondarily building your mental health, but also building a strength in your body. Even you don't have to be super in shape. You don't have to be thin. You don't have to be running marathons. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is just add this next piece. So for you, it's you're doing your water, you're being aware of your food. And now maybe you'll throw in one of those, right? Yep. Um, push-ups. If you're not a push-up person, you struggle because they hurt or they are hard or they suck. <laughs> <laughs> do a wall push-up. People often start, you know, just pushing against the wall and, you know, pretend plank position sort of with your feet at an angle and just do a couple of those. It's amazing how all of a sudden, once you start that kind of movement, when you push the serotonin and the neurotransmitters of dopamine and epinephrine and all those things in your body to move, what it does is it takes your body out of the state in that very moment, even if it's 30 seconds, it takes it out of the state of fight or flight and it calms the brain down. Yeah. So why I talk about exercise and food and sleep all the time together is 
because all these little things individually do that but when you start really looking looking at them as a whole package they work together so it's for anybody any couch potato can do this people that sit and like i just don't feel good well you can do something about that and i can give you there's always one way for everybody yep so when someone says oh i can't because no there is no can't there's only do and there's always a modification for people so if you really truly can't it's because you don't want to that's one of the that's a great point you brought up because we don't pay any attention to it and it's one of the most important things is how often you get yourself out of fight or flight right and how much time in the day you spend out outside of fight or flight right because I, it's just it's huge and if you can do it through exercise and by the way those are simple exercises right uh, the difference for me between push-ups and planking <clears throat> and this is me being a, a guy and being a simple dog again <laughs> push-ups are very quantifiable Mm -hmm. you, you start out, you can do seven till exhaustion. And then a week or so later, you can do 10 or you can do 15 or right. whatever it is. Or you can fit in so many in a day. It's quantifiable, gives you feedback. You know, it's very simple. Right. Planking, not so much. So how much, what would be a good beginning planking routine? How long do you have to plank for? Do you do it multiple times in a day? Uh, so, yeah. So, so planking. So, so I'm going to negate what you just said because you can quantify. Yeah, but then you have to get a timer involved in it. But it's yeah. going to be in a different way, right? Yeah. So a good planking routine for people initially is, first of all, I always say that make sure that you're physically supposed to be able to do these things. So, you know, if you have some kind of shoulder issue or back issue, make sure that, you know, you've checked with either your physical therapist, your chiropractor, your primary, or someone that does some kind of integrative medical stuff like I do so that they can clear you to say you're good to go. So always check that or that, you know, yourself well enough before you weekend yeah. worry yourself. I have to say that as a disclaimer. Okay. So once we're past all that, if you are a newbie to this, just start out with testing yourself. How long can you hold without, you know, yeah. I always say without dying, yeah. right? So, so find out, start your timer on your phone, put it right in between your hands or wherever and put it and start it and see, okay, I made it 10 seconds before I started to shake. Excellent. Okay. So now what I would say for someone like that is I would do 10 seconds the first three or four days, three, four times a day. Whenever you, you know, oh, I got up and I'm yeah. walking to the bathroom before I leave my office door or before I go to, I'm going to do 10 seconds. You know, they're the easiest thing to put in. So you're going to stay with what you already are capable of. Because if you do that three, four, five times a day, say you even do it twice a day, you're building right. because your strength in that way, it's not like going out and running five miles altogether. This is accumulating all up the chain so quantifying it is by and then you tell yourself okay but if, so wednesday so by monday i'm going to measure again to see if i can do longer so here's my measure test monday morning i'm going to say okay timer and i'm going to see oh now i before i started shaking i didn't have to stop the timer for 17 seconds you know so you're yep. you're doing that so you're not putting out this big goal of like i have to do it for a minute because lots of places will say okay a minute plank yeah. And people die. So <laughs> so my personal trainer that I've had forever, he um, he's very good about the fact that he'll set the timer for 30 seconds for people in general. And then he just says, if you have to pop out of it, you just pop out, shake it out and go back in it. 
And so you build on it. So there's different ways to build on that, right? right? If you're a part, like I do planks all day long. <laughs> so I can have a day where I can do probably 10 or 15 times a day where I can plank. Um, then I have days where I have one because I don't have time. Right. But it's about accumulating how many or accumulating um, one that's really long, but measuring it maybe for the first month, right? Here's the micro goal. Every, every Monday measure, how long can you now hold it compared to the last Monday? Yeah. And that will be your measure. And that doesn't mean every time you have to hold it. So now you've got enough to a minute. It doesn't mean you have to do 10 at a minute. It means you still keep doing, say, I only have 30 seconds here. It's better to do 30 seconds than to get nothing in because you don't have the time for the minute. So you're, you just add in little increments, but that's how I'd measure it for you. And for most people is yeah. just start, do a quick measure, see how long it takes before you go to exhaustion and shake and then add from there. Does that make sense? Yes. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I, I think I am, especially the push-ups. Uh, getting the timer out for because the whole the whole idea of a push-up <clears throat> or planking in general, if you do, because I could, I did a lot of planking without timing. Yeah. Because it's just a matter of you can grab it. You know, it's, it doesn't take much to just sit down and grab your ten or fifteen push-ups. It doesn't take much to go grab thirty seconds of planking. Right. But when you got to pull the clock out. And so no, okay, so take the clock off. Yeah, exactly. That's going to mess yeah. people up. Yeah. You, you you were taught as a child to do one Mississippi, two Mississippi, <laughs> yeah. three Mississippi, four, right? Yeah. Just do that. That's a pretty good gauge if you if you're unless you're doing one, two, three. <laughs> so do that so that you don't get caught up in the timer. Because I think for for people, I think you if you want to do push-ups, great. But I would add in the planking. Yeah. Right, because the planking definitely will help the movement of the 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 active motion of the push-ups is great, but also that static hold is such a great um, neurotransmitter push. They both are, but they're doing it in a little bit different way. And this is great for January nineteenth, getting back to the date again, because what happens with people in the gym nowadays? Yes, is you hit the front door, you say, "I'm not going to the gym." <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going out, <laughs> but you can do this at home. You can do it anywhere. Well, and that, and that's, and that is the thing I, so I was laughing because I think it was last week they said I drove by the gym, saw the people in the gym. It was like, I'm out because there was all these people. And then I came yeah. back later kind of thing. Well, this past week or the past few days, we're back to almost nobody. In yeah. The gym. I love it. I mean, I love that everyone wanted to go, but I knew what was going to happen. And it's not because I wish that I could go in and do like a, a, a one day seminar at the beginning of January for all the new people that they get in and go, here's what's going to happen to you in the next two and a half yep. weeks. Don't let it happen to you. Hey, maybe that's like my next business. Like I, <laughs> I could do a, a New Year's uh, a New Year's um, rush on how to not be uh, a slave to your resolutions that will fail and not being negative, but nonetheless is what happens. So, but you see, we're right back to the back room in the gym for me is like all the people that are always there doing the same thing with me where yeah. there's nobody new. They definitely were there the first week and you had, they all had their phones out with their little apps, the, whatever yep. their workouts were. And now they're all gone. I didn't go back until Monday. I had the bout with COVID and I didn't feel right about you going back. You had COVID? Yes, I had COVID. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel right about going back and spent a lot of time because even after I was asymptomatic, there was still positives in the house and I don't know, just felt like, why go? So I just went out and did regular walks instead. That's good. But I went back on Monday and I was just surprised because this is a normal day. Right. <laughs> it's not a resolution, right? not a resolution day. Isn't it crazy yeah. though? This is, so this is, but this is the phenomenon. And, and that's why this is such a good plan for people not to end up failing 
themselves and their plans. And then it sets you up for 11 more months of being right back in it. Right. So, so having said those two micro goals for physicality, um, the other piece of this is the other side of the resolution cord is that people like to do this financial budgeting. We're going to yep. be better at finances this year. We're going to do all these things. Now, you know that, so, so you also do a show with Jeff Shank and yep. he does a um, money matters talk or money talks. What's this show? Uh, talk, uh, talk, talk, talk money radio, talk money radio. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Well, you should know. I, I know I try. I try. No, it's fine. So, so I've been on his show talking about behavioral health financials and how to manage how to manage your, your health and wealth by being a better budgeter. And what does that do for you? And, and people, it's funny. Cause I, I always talk about this in my practice, even if it's not on someone's agenda, <laughs> because I, I inquire, like, especially with adults, how are you doing your finances for yourself? Like, so that finances are such a big stress on people's lives and how they're managed, how they're budgeted or the lack of budgeting is yep. really what, what plays into it. And of course I made a whole bunch of notes cause I've been like working on this thing in my head about this, but, um, and, and people often say like, well, how does budgeting reduce physical mental stress? And so, so question, how do you think that making budgets reduces physical mental stress? Well, my answer would be it's the it's the awareness thing all over again. Right. And, you know, I went the other way rather than budgeting. Just there. There's a, just to use one example, because I use it is there's mint.com out there. Right. That allow you to link all your bank accounts. And what it does, it's very good at reporting. So you immediately find where your money's going. Right. And it's not a matter of that'll change behavior in itself. Right. So once you see you're spending one hundred and fifty bucks a month at Dunkin Donuts, you start bringing tea. <laughs> You know, with licorice in it. Yeah, you just you just change right there. Right. So, and all these things that we've talked about for weight loss and things like that work so well for money. Yes. Just just being aware of where your money is going because you immediately find ways to um, prioritize it and you immediately find ways to handle it better. So, very good segue into the reason why I would say as well. So, the very first thing on this physical health piece that is benefited by budgeting is that. It's the sense of control. Yeah, because it's the if sense you... of agency you get that oh, I have a plan. And because yeah. I have a plan, like exercise, like food, like whatever, it makes you way more likely to be successful because you have a plan. It's seen. It's there. There's accountability buddy or something, right? Yeah, because the base fear is the unknown. Right. The base fear is vagueness. The base fear is not understanding what's going on. And if you're not on, if you're not aware of where your money is going, if you're not aware of what you're eating, you have no idea where the problem is and you're just in fight or flight all the time. Exactly. Well, and so, and the, so going back also to the fight or flight for, for people that know the terminology, but really don't understand what that is. It's, um, you're either in a fight mode with yourself or the world outside emotionally mm -hmm. and physically, but mostly emotionally, your body's constantly in like a, an overrunning of cortisol an overrunning of adrenaline, epinephrine, all the, all the hormonal right. endocrine pieces that make your body either stick to something or run from something. So the fleeing also the same kind of thing. So when we're talking about either the exercise or food or, or shopping or whatever, or budgeting, we're talking about the same mental health process to make yourself feel good. So the segue into 
having a sense of control, having a sense of agency over your life that you don't just live hand to mouth. You're not just, here's a paycheck. It's all gone. I spent it. Now I don't have anything. Now I got to work harder. Um, when you do that, it feels out of control. But once you can put it down on paper, like everything, what is your, what is your true budget? I think I've done this at least 15 times in the past 19 days with people of, of going through their bills, so to speak, but so they get them in control, but also then where their extraneous pieces going, like you said, Starbucks, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, and how much eating out in general, how much eating out in general is costing people. Um, The beginning of the pandemic, one of the best, I think we talked about one of the best things that happened for me about it, which maybe a lot of was I saved a lot of money because nothing was open other than grocery stores. And so I wasn't compelled to, I wasn't working till nine at night out. I was in and I didn't have to go out and just be like, Oh, forget it. I'll go to the gym. Then go get something at the restaurant. Way more money saved. Not so much anymore, but yeah. (laughs) Right. But that's, but I'm aware of it. And so it's like, how many people did you talk to in the middle of the pandemic? I have money. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. yeah, I'm just spending so much less because you're not eating out four times a week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so <clears throat> I think that so the so the very first step in this is let me go back. A, Can I go back to fight a flight? Making a making a budget plan. Now that overwhelms people sometimes yeah. because they don't want to look at all their stuff. But here's the thing: it's very quick categories. It's your mortgage or your rent. It's what you put pay in utilities, your heat, hot water, um, and your air conditioning and electricity. It's your phone. It's your um, car payment. It's your, it's your, you know, it's your, it's your lump nut that you're looking yep. at, so that you know. I mean, you already know it, so it shouldn't be scary. But people get scared of looking at it. They'll just mindlessly, just I pay this, this, and this, it all comes out of my account. Great, and I have no idea what the total is. You should know your totals on a monthly. Yep. And then know how much you actually bring in on a month, and then know how how much is going to dunks and yeah. how much is going to scratch tickets and how much is going to Marshall's and TJ Maxx and how much is going to, you know, going out twice on the weekend to blah, blah, blah. So, you know, and then you decide because it's shocking when you see, and that's a mental health pop in your head too, is like when you see the number, not the number of how much you spend on your net your general bills, because pretty much people have a sense of that. Right. But when you actually see how much you spend on things that you have a control over, like mortgage is mortgage, electricity, you know, those are things you can't really change. Right. However, when you go and spend $300 a month at Starbucks over 12 months and realize that's $3,600, oh my. Yeah. So people all of a sudden go, oh, I have control over what I'm really going to do there. Then you're actively making the decision if you decide to keep doing that. And putting yourself into fight or flight with money, panicking that you don't have the money, you know where you have control to bring it back from. You know that you don't really need to have that. And that maybe seven days a week needs to come down to three days a week or whatever. But you can then see all of that. And it gives you a sense of, I have a choice. I have control. It's not just going out of my pocket. I don't have to keep doing that. It's like you start game, you start gaming the system at that point too, because you start you start trading off your mental health for, you know, for example, if you are spending one hundred and fifty dollars a month at Dunks, which isn't an unreasonable number, people are going to gasp, but right. it is an unreasonable number. If you take a look at it, you might be too. 
spending that as well. Uh, you have to decide what's more important, my mental health of having that extra $150 to spend or or getting that dunk, that third Dunkin' Donuts in a given day, uh, that right. third coffee in a given day. And that process you just described is that second piece of this is that the so the fight or flight piece of like, do I spend it or do I save it? That's fight or flight. Yeah. So when you know that you spend $150, but you could only spend 30. But here's the thing about you're constantly in a, a battle of a, you're, you're challenging your immune system. And that's where your immunity in your body drops because your fight or flight goes into play in these, but in these monetary situations where you're, your whole, you're, you get exhausted because you want what you want. So you go get what you want, but there's a payoff and a pay deficit because although you're getting the payoff of the in the moment instant grat gratification of the thing, you're also then suffering on the backside. So then you're panicking to make it up and your immunity, your actual, your metabolism, your sleep ability, your um, processing in your, in your liver and your kidney and all your want for sugar, your want for more junk, yep. self-soothing, all that comes into play and it rocks your mental health in a big way because all of a sudden it's not just about the that one little thing about 150 extra dollars. Now it's playing out in your whole life because now you might be more likely to get sick because you're so worried about money or you're right. so excited when you get the check and then you have it all and then it's gone in three days and you've still got 30, you know, 27 days left in the month to now figure out, oh my God, what am I going to do? That um, lifestyle creates a short, shortened lifestyle for people. And it, and it's, um, you can see it, you know, physically, you can see it in people a lot. You can see it in the, in their skin. You can see it in their face. You can see it in the draw on them because they look tired or it's just doing 75 hours. <laughs> I want to go to the fight and flight thing, fight or flight thing, because one of the things that does is it rests more control from you. Because mm -hmm. when you're in fight or flight, you're no longer making your intellect is not making a decision anymore. Right. Your mind is making a decision. And I know it's a small distinction, but you fight in fight or flight. You're reacting. You're not thinking. You're not. You're not evaluating. You're just reacting, and you're in a high stress situation. And it that takes more control away from you. And then as we get more control taken away from us, we're in fight or flight more because we have less and less control. Exactly. So yeah. yeah so they go. So they go hand in hand like that. Yeah. Completely. And I think that what happens to most people, well, I know what happens to most people is they think of those things independently and don't put them together as if they link that they would help each other out. And that's where, that's where people get disconnect and then yeah. it gets in trouble for most people. It's not, and it's not a certain type of, anybody can fall into this. I, I can't tell you how many people, and I'm yeah. sure you do too, that are in this mode of just living in that fight or flight over budgeting and yeah. You know, uh, one of the gratification, one of the basics financially is getting out of the paycheck to paycheck type mentality and set a goal to put some money aside. And right. it, your financial well-being changes, your mental well-being changes completely when you're no longer working paycheck to paycheck. When right, you have because, a little behind you and there's a little bit less stress and there's a little less crisis all the time. Well, right. Because when you're not feeling threatened. Yeah your body comes out of the threat mode and relaxes because it's not having to worry about, well, I just blew my check. Now what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like addiction. Yeah. Right. It's, it's got the same place in the brain and it's when you, your goal is to reduce the threat of what is getting in the way, all of a sudden things can come into good play. So you're, you know, going back to the, the first thing is 
budgeting gives you that sense of control that when you're in the addiction of spending all the money and getting it out of your pocket and then having none left over, then you're not chasing it, which is then chasing you for the fight or flight. Right. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very cause effect relationship on either. If you're doing it that way, that's what's happening. And if you pull it the other direction to get it healthy, you're fixing that, that pattern. So you're, so, so budgeting to give you a sense of agency and it will help your, it will help boost your immunity for your your mental health mm -hmm. and then the, and the next thing on it is also and people don't think of it this way either is if you can put those two little pieces together which don't take a lot of work you also then have extra you have extra to actually invest in yourself in the things that you always say i don't have the money for that yeah. like a gym membership like a peloton like groceries that are not out of a box I hear so many times in my career, a good healthy food is way more expensive. That's actually not true. Right. But people think like, I mean, I make jokes about Whole Foods, which I love and I go there, but I call it Whole Paycheck because, yeah. <laughs> because I, every time I go in there, I'm like, oh my God. But it's not because the food is expensive most of the time. It's because of your what you end up buying because it's more appealing. You you end up you don't buy one avocado, you buy three. You buy, yep. it it's it, your brain does this thing where you find oh it's much more expensive. So you don't have to go to Whole Foods. You can go to any grocery store. There's clearly uh, just what three weeks ago we were talking about all the new like box companies they're sending stuff out. Now there's a secondary box, you know, secondary vegetables and after food. Um, you know, they send yep. you all the seconds, like the things that sort of, you know, when you go to market basket, they have the extra things that are bruised and damaged sitting off the side. Yes. And now they're sending them to people. So, <laughs> so you can actually pay for the subscription to that. Um, so hello, you guys. Hello <laughs> well, it's me right there. So it's hard not to say, how are you? It's okay. <laughs> um, that was a, that was a nice little interruption. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you can get inexpensive, healthy food and not make that excuse for yourself. So that's the third piece of that is if you do the budgeting and you're out of fight and flight and your immunity is up and you're feeling a little bit better, you're more likely going to have the ability to get the things to do self-care. You're more likely to go to the doctor, um, make sure your blood pressure is okay, yeah. make sure that your cholesterol is okay, you're going to spend the money on your teeth, you're going to spend the money on making sure that you, you know, have the right equipment, or you're going to, you know, the membership online to do the exercise videos every day, yeah. and you're going to, you know, buy good food. And it's way more expensive to buy junk food. And junk food can be anything anything that's out of a box out of and a I'm box, not yeah. kicking that i have stuff that has box around yep. it in my house but not very much and it's usually stuff that you know you have to buy it that way is the way it's coming yep. but you know and i and and there's nothing wrong with having well, a little bit but staying away from those absolutes is important too because yes. you don't say don't buy anything in a box right I mean, you can't live that way no you got to have some stuff in a box but minimize it make good choices about the stuff that's in a box okay? right. there are better choices than others so well, right. Yeah. So, so for instance, you know, if you look at my cabinets, I have pasta in my, and people always talk about, you have pasta. It's pasta, but it's not whole wheat, um, you know, regular wheat um, right. flour. It's plant-based. It's cauliflower flour. It's artichoke flour pasta. And I don't eat it every day. 
or it's not my staple. If I have kids, right. I wouldn't be feeding that to them every day, but I have it. And the product is a good product and it's whole and it's healthy. It's not full of sodium. It's not full of salt. I mean, full of sugar and so on. So it's, it's about making those choices. And, and funny and people that, will those, look at that and they'll go regular pasta is 89 cents for a box. And well, that, gonna, that is a buck 39. Well, I, mean, I was just going to yeah. say, so you might get the, <laughs> You might get the off, you know, the knockoff of the store brand, you know, say the market basket brand um, for 89 cents a box or which fine. Or you might get your regular box, which would be a dollar thirty nine or a dollar eighty nine, whatever. Yeah. But if you're going to buy that, you might and you have the, the, the payoff of it being a deficit to your health versus the extra 50 cents. <clears throat> and that's not for everything. There's, you know, vegetables are vegetables. You're going to pay, you know, you don't need to go over to the thing that says locally sourced organic. Everything's or yeah. everything's organic. If it's coming from the ground, it's organic. You have to know the differences between what organic means in the world of, of selling these things in terms of your, of your health overall. Organic for some places means... I'm not going to this organic. Some places means just from the ground. Yeah. It doesn't tell you about the pesticides that they spray. It does, but then you find if you really want organic, locally grown, locally sourced, you are going to pay a higher price because they know they can. Yep. And it's about no pesticides, no fertilizers, no whatever to push it. Like there's nothing. It's the purest it can get back to what I call the 1920s. Right. It's not giving yeah. you any of the extras. And you're going to pay a little extra because for some reason they say it's harder to grow that. I grow it in my garden every year with no <laughs> issue, but nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so you really have to do that for you. That, and that's a budgeting thing. You don't have to pay $2 for a head of lettuce. You can still pay 90 cents, but there, there is a difference, right? If you're about, so I'm a, as you know, an animal activist in a lot of ways. So I don't buy your everyday run-of-the-mill eggs. I And I have, but over the time that I've been doing this life and career, I realized that cage-free doesn't mean still not in a cage. So you really, if you want to be organic with your eggs, for instance, and you want to eat them and you want to see a difference in your quality, you, you spend the extra dollar, you know, and since you probably don't go through, hopefully you don't go through eggs every three or four days, yep. you spend the extra dollar for the eggs that are organic right but they're pasture raised field raised no cage at all like there's they have every they're out in the world there's no containment um oh i could tell you some horrific stories <laughs> yeah um but so but at the end of the day when you actually do a budget if you started at the process of me telling you at the beginning of the, the budgeting and you actually did that out you will not be any further in debt than you would have been if you're buying all the other junk that you buy that ends up wrapping up. If you're walking out of the grocery store at $200 with all healthy, fresh things versus a, a cart that has not anything with the mindfulness to that, you're still going to be at 200 and $250. So right. it, it's just, it's this thing that people get in their head about the fact that it costs more, but it really doesn't. And if you're budgeting and you're really looking at your immunity and how it's helping and all the things that come into play there, it gives you the opportunity to really do these things. You know, some, I had a client that went on this plan with me last year of like, they really want to revamp their physical health and they did it through budgeting this and then doing some of the micro goaling. And they ended up, they ended up saving after we did their budget and they cut back on some of the things they had control over. They ended up saving around $7,500 roughly. Yeah. 
they wanted to go to Kripalu. Now, if you don't know what Kripalu is, it's like, so it's like Canyon Ranch. It's the, it's the health and wellness fitness kind of spa that has gourmet organic dining and it has programs sometimes that come in, but they, if you just go for their regular planning, they have yoga and meditation and, and, you know, light exercise classes and culinary. It's a wonderful spa experience for any length of time you want. And it's very expensive because it caters to being like, it's on a perfect day. Everything I talk about here yeah. of your, your perfect mental health wellness, right? Beautiful. They have one here in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. They have one out in Canyon Ranch out in Utah or <laughs> Arizona and Sedona, I think it is. Um, but this person allowed themselves to be able to get what they really wanted because they took that into their hands and it's and their whole lifestyle has changed and it doesn't become a burden to be in fight or flight because it became easy because what they were doing, as I've said before, doing the right thing for yourself is hard and doing the wrong thing for yourself is hard. One ends or keeps going down a path that keeps straight making you struggle. And one is a struggle, but ends in a good way because it keeps you on a path that's less of a struggle, right. but they're both hard. So having those three things in place, you know, have the budget, be accountable to yourself, see where it's going, build your physical and mental health that way, get out of fight and flight and be able to afford yourself the opportunities of you know, maybe it's because you want to go on a trip to Paris. Maybe you want to go to the Olympics and see who knows, but you're budgeting so that you can actually put things in place for yourself. What a huge boost to your mental health. Yeah, right. Right. You use the term agency before. It's so yeah. important here because yeah. we spend so much time trying to control things we have no control over. We start to feel we have no control over anything. So we don't take any agency. We don't take any responsibility. We don't take control of the things we can take control of. And that's important. And recognizing which is which and acting on that is so important. Because once you start taking control of the things you can take control of right, and letting go of the things you can't take control of, that, that, that's a huge mental health corner to take. Well, that's why it's so important to talk about these things um, more specifically, because I think that when people see commercials on TV about, you know, generalized anxiety and depression and, and bipolar and schizophrenia, any of the mental health issues, that's how they think of mental health. The way I work and most of my clientele for the, you know, is just getting people to have their best life functioning. And they might have those things. Certainly. I certainly have all those things in my, in my practice, you know, for the mental health issues, but it's really about coming down to the base core and, building up the structure to get into that space you were just talking about, to have the sense of agency, to feel like, oh my God, I actually have control. Because children are taught very early to come out of their innocence to then start worrying about what they don't have control over. Right. Instead of, if you look at kids, kids live life the way I'm sort of trying to teach everyone to go back to, live more like a kid in that way, that you're living with, purposeful abandonment <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i do that yeah. you're, you're 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 living purposefully but you're living it with abandonment of like i don't have to have these constraints of what i'm supposed to do i have to have that i have to keep up with the joneses i have to do it's right. not necessary because all those things will come into place if you do the things i'm saying um and it's a work in progress nothing's perfect so you're going to have moments you're not going to always be it, do, it doesn't mean you're going to be a multimillionaire, but you're sure going to be happier um, I can guarantee that you'll be happier when you put those things in place. You get into this space and what you would consider denial 
in the past isn't denial at all. It's control. Mm -hmm. For example, you take a pass on that box of Oreos in the grocery store. Right. And not because you're denying yourself, but because you've made a decision on its priority. Right. In your life. And you right. say no. Or buying that whatever it is, a TJ Maxx or whatever, making that decision not to buy it is not denial. It's that, no, I would rather have the peace of mind of having the money or I'd rather spend that somewhere else that's right. going to do have more benefit for me. Right. Yeah. Well, and and, and, and that's control. And people don't experience that enough these days anymore. They see the Oreos. Oh, I want the Oreos. And they grab them. They're in bondage to the fact that they want it and have to act on it. Right. And and so what that does is it leads into when when you want what you want when you want it, mentality instant gratification instant gratification mm -hmm. it leads to you being overextended yep and that i think i certainly feel and know that my family grew up i grew up in an overextension for sure and that was one thing which probably made me very mindful of being more into this um but not being overextended so that you don't so you can have more of the things you really really want what we really want in the moment is just because it's there versus having that long-term goal of, I want to go to Greece. You know, I want to go to Greece. Yeah. Right? So do you have, how are you going to get there if you're living hand to mouth and you're not budgeting? How are you going to get there? Or, or what many people do is they take out the credit card, Yeah. <laughs> you know, put $10,000 on it and then, oh, well, you couldn't pay that before. So how are you going to do that now? So it's really, and then that puts you in such a fight or flight mode because now you're killing yourself working yep. to get the payment to do the ex the minimum payment while you're accruing on your credit card it's, you know another story but nonetheless right. so having that sense of agency so that you don't overextend yourself have the long-term goal or have a couple long-term goals i mean one of those great things for planning for kids is you know teach them with the envelopes Great, great way. You know, before, have you ever done the envelope strategy? I don't think so. When, when someone doesn't know how to do their budget, I do even do that. I do this with adults too, <laughs> but, and I still do it a little bit here and there because it makes it easier, but it's, it's a great strategy. Have like six envelopes. One is for your bills. One is for travel. One is for your Xbox. One is for your, you know, your pony. It's a joke that I've got going well, with the whatever. kids. Um, one is for, you know, so you've got all your different things. And every one's for retirement with adult, like, so your your collect Christmas fund, that was a big one. You're collecting weekly and drawing off your, your pay and putting it in the envelopes. So you start teaching yourself to put it away and forget it, set it and forget it and walk away. So you're knowing that it's there, but you're not touching it. You're teaching yourself that delayed gratification that by the end of the year, when you look at it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I actually saved it and it's there and I have it. And, oh, my God, I can do it versus I want to do it now. I have no money, so I'm going to overextend myself. Yeah. And it takes you out of fight or flight. It's only money. It's no, I it's, can, I'll, I'll it's work peace extra. of it's peace of mind. I'll work extra. Yeah. So do you want to go to do you want to go to Greece after accomplishing it through accumulating the ability to go to Greece or do you want to put it on the credit card and have a gun to your head for the next 12 months? Right. Trying to pay it off. Right. So you've, you've given up your peace of mind for 12 months, your financial peace of mind for 12 months for a, a trip to Greece. Right. And for the next 12 months, you know, it's the trade-offs not great. Well, right. And, and so it's an interesting commentary just in a personal, uh, in my personal life is that, you know, when, you know, that a few years ago I went and did like, the, I went and did the safari cause I'm doing the animal 
rescue stuff with the elephants and the cheetahs yep. and stuff. And so people are like, oh my God, it's a lifelong trip that I want to take and I can never do it. And I, I, I cringe when people say I can never do it. You know, it's, that's not true. That didn't just happen over. <laughs> it didn't just poof. I did it. Right. I mean, I'm not a Kardashian, so I don't have multi-million dollars to just fly off on a whim. It was planning. It was making sure that what you just said is going on the trip was I funded it or we funded it all the way up through so that when we came back, we weren't then under right. the the fight or flight of, of that. Cause it was an expensive trip. It wasn't like, you know, it's not like going away for the weekend up North, yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but that didn't come. So, so to the point of it was budgeting, it was actively being aware of making those mental envelopes or putting it aside to uh, allocate or when things were coming up, like, paying it all in the moment right there. I was one of the great strategies that I was raised with in terms of the, of the, of the words given to me, not necessarily the actions that were practiced, yeah. but the words were, if you don't have the cash, right. Do you, then you don't have the availability to do it. Right. So that was a great thing for me to hear because although it's hard, I try to live by that. So I, you know, so the debt is clearly mortgage, like the stuff that's normal, right? Like the stuff that's not like the, you know, I have clients have $70,000 worth of credit card debt and they don't know why they don't know what went to <laughs> yeah. unless they pull out the imagine. Yeah. The, and, and that's really common. Like, well, what did you buy? Did you re, you know, did you renovate your kitchen? Nope. And there's no tangibles for it. And that puts you into fight or flight because when you actually, when a person goes in and thinks about, I have all this debt, I have all this debt, I have all this debt. And then you say, well, what is it? You know, can you sell the thing you bought? They're like, I don't even know what I bought. Right. It's they, an accumulation of whatever. So yeah, they what can't it, cite a trip or they can't cite a thing in the house or, or right. a car or something nope. like that. Yeah. Right. It's just an accumulation over a couple of years of just miscellaneous purchases and now the person's like constantly in debt and then they have i mean you have to think now that's a vicious cycle say seventy thousand dollars worth of debt on a credit card set you consolidate it and it's on it's got a monthly interest rate and then you're just think about your brain is on it's never ending to get out of that so you're your mental health, the anxiety and the level of depression and sadness that comes over. So if you wanted to ever do something, you're under the gun essentially of the stress and the threat yeah. of this debt. So there goes your immunity, no budget. There goes your immunity, your healthcare, your health and everything goes down. Your access to other things that would be are out of, out of your ability. Cause now either you have to take on another job or you have to cut back on something, but then that makes you feel even worse. And then you're overextended mm -hmm. And uh, it's such a pressure. And you're and in constant fight I can tell you to flank flight. all day long, but that's not going to help you. Yeah. What were you going to say? You're in constant fight or flight. And and that's and people don't realize that that's what it puts them in is that um, it, people don't realize how those are all connected. I, I think that's a common thing in people's mental health in general is that people push mental health aside thinking like, it's just mental health, whatever. That's not for me. <laughs> when in fact, everyone's in this state all the time and don't realize that they're in the state. And if you, if you did these simple little things, like make a, make a small budget, put out a bigger goal out in the horizon, 
budget to see where you're at, get rid of some things that you don't need, be realistic, rational, and reasonable with yourself, give yourself a sense of control and agency, boost your immunity, boost your 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 centeredness and your groundedness so you're not in the fight or flight. Don't overextend, get yourself into control and build a life that you really want to have. Your whole puzzle comes into shape so much better just on that note alone. Yeah. And then you're adding in your other micro goals for the year of, you know, better health overall. You're working on water, a little movement, a little planking, like little things. And all, all this starts with today is adding in, sit down and see, take one thing. How much do you spend at Dunkin' Donuts on a weekly? Multiply it by four, multiply it by 12. Yep. And then see. It's amazing. And people, when they look at it like that, go, oh, so that's what, I, that's what I would want you to do. And two you cups do of coffee a day. If you don't want to do it with everything, just do it with one thing. And then that will yeah. open your eyes. Two cups of coffee a day for, right. for 20 days a month. You yeah. know, all your work days. Yeah. How much, you know, and it's funny, you would sit there and you would never take on, you would never take on a bill for that kind of money a month. You go, no, I can't afford that. Uh -uh. But you're, you're just, you're just bleeding it out at two bucks a two bucks a drive-thru or three bucks a drive-thru you know uh -huh. or, or five yeah or or at starbucks at seven. yeah and oh by the way you know you get the bagel that's not helping your other situation all that well either that's right but, you know right you're eating 10 bagels a month or something like that uh -huh. i'm not though no yeah i am not doing a bagel yeah but, I, well, awareness is so important and, and like just i don't know i have no they're not a sponsor or i'm not getting any money from them but mint is mint is such a great thing because yeah. it's free. Yeah. You go in, you hook up your bank accounts and you can go back a year. You can get your results instantly. You don't have to wait to accumulate results. Right. You can go back and see your past transactions, see where your money is going. Right. So you can't answer that question. Geez, I made fifty thousand dollars last year. I don't have any money. I didn't save any money. Where right. did it all go? Right. You know, find out where it and all it went. It will tell you. Yeah. And then you go, Oh my gosh. Well, it's so there's and to that point on on and know, by the way, specifically it will do vendors. It will do types of transactions. Yep. It'll have your gas. It'll have your utilities. It'll have have everything. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's great. All you have to do is link it to your bank account. Yeah, or your and your and your credit card accounts. I think. Yep. Right. Um, I was going to say the other, and it's kind of beating beating the same horse, but um, people who are at work lunches because people will ask me. I know what's coming this week. It's like, where can I cut back? Because they don't want to do the work. They just want look at your lunches when you're at work and. You, if you're an out to out to lunch person, the average, I believe, and don't quote me this because this has changed a little bit with the pandemic, but the average lunch for people on a daily was anywhere from thirteen to twenty dollars. Wow, times five. And so, you know, people, some people are really good at bringing their lunch, but you know, or they have the subsidized cafeterias. Times in twenty days a month. That's two hundred sixty dollars a month. Right on office lunches. Right. You know, buy some cold cuts. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or pre, pre make your food on Saturday or Sunday, which people don't like to do because it takes that extra time because people think it takes so much more time, but it really doesn't. It takes an hour to go by grocery the way, shopping and it's like quick. By the way, that walled off chicken salad you're getting for 13 bucks is 800 calories. Yeah. Or, or 1200 or 1200. Right. Or the hamburger and fries you get at the local deli. That's amazing which is also 2000 calories for lunch. Yeah. After sitting for 10 hours, not the, not the burger and fries, but you. Yeah. Right. 
so you're you're deficiting yourself twelve thirteen dollars a day, and also you're eating your whole day's allotment of calories in one shot. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> and here's to mental health. <laughs> and by the way, it doesn't mean necessarily deny yourself all that. Just make just bring a lunch ten days a month well, instead that's, of the twenty. And that's, yeah. And yay. That's to the point. Is that's where the control comes in. Is once you see it, then you will make your own active decision instead of instant gratifying yourself all the time with, I'm just going to go get lunch is I'm not getting lunch three days this week instead of five. Right. I'm getting it twice and that will cut you back 30, you know, to 75% and you saved. So you're, and then what I tell people is take that money and put it in your envelope, so to speak yep. and save that. So if you're, if you're used to spending $300 a month or a, yeah, a month on lunch and you just now saved 200 take the 200 and put it aside as if you haven't had it and then let that accumulate so at the end of the year you have it it's these great little games that all of a sudden you're like oh my god that's the thing that's going to get me to that trip that's the thing that's going to get me to buy my pony right cameron <laughs> that's 2400 bucks right there yeah 200 bucks cameron, a month. i want my pony just yeah. so you know for my birthday teaching that i want i want i want <laughs> i want my pony uh instant gratification that's a whole uh, nother topic too Yes, yeah. that's it's a teenage topic. Oh no! I want. I no want, longer. I want. I want. I want. No, that's... and if we want, we should get. So my theory is, I was told by the teenagers in my life basically that I want. If I want, I should get. And I'm trying to teach them that that's not true. But so I said, because my birthday is coming, and I said, well, I want a pony. So they're giving me a hard time because they said, okay, find a pony. So I did. It's $20,000. And I said, I want the pony. And I said I wanted it. So why can't I have it? Yeah. So I've been playing this. But that's not just I a teenage thing. crazy, but I don't care. Too many people live in that mentality anyway, not just teenagers. I know, but it, it, I'm just trying to stick with the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can't, I can't blame teenagers alone for that one. I know. A lot of people live like that. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. I'm just trying to change three lives. <laughs> I mean, geez, you got Michael Kors bags for eight hundred dollars. I mean, uh, well, I women I, are going out spending eight hundred dollars on them. I got my bag. Christmas bags. I got my I got my Tory Burch bag. Yeah, and my and my Coach bag. Yeah, well, <laughs> and my Kate Spade bag. <laughs> but it was Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I just said what I wanted, and people got it, like my pony. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so, oh, it's too funny. All right. Well, anyway, so on that note, <laughs> go out there and micro goal this week. Oh, see, now I'm in such a much better mood. See, see, we talked about it. I feel, I feel grounded. No fight or flight. This is good. Well, that's what this is all about. Me today. Yeah. <laughs> session work for you. It's session work for myself. Thank you, Dr. Kim, for doing that for me. Um, I get no credit for this. I, I get credit for myself. Okay. I'm not sure what you did, but, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So everyone go out and micro goal a plank or a push up set start adding that in yep so we keep that going for the new year and start doing a little budgeting make a little budget see where you can save oh you know what's a good one budgeting alcohol oh. in terms of how much you spend on that yeah because yep if i could go back over you see that hurt all the years from, <laughs> from college of all the money spent that just on hurt bottles of <laughs> yep. wine right yep <laughs> anyway you guys out there know what i'm talking about it's anything that you have in your in your lovely possessions that you go oh probably gonna cut back on that and yeah. save a lot of money um you know 
Oh, and cigarettes. I'm not a smoker. But oh, cigarettes people with cigarettes, huge. That's a whopper. That one would save you thousands of dollars a year if you cut back or quit. All right. If you're watching here on Facebook and you're not aware, we're on all popular podcast outlets. So go check out the podcast and take it with you. Oh. Share this around to your friends who could benefit from it. Thank you. And see us next week. Thank you for stopping my show, Lou. Thank you. Good, good night, everyone. Kind of my job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Have a good week. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.